chapter 3, on the subject of hearing from God. 1 Samuel, chapter 3, starting at verse 1. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me? But Eli said, I did not call. Go back, lie down. So he went and lay down again. Again the Lord called, Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel a third time, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling as at the other times, Samuel. Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Peter's. As we come, let's pray. Lord, we pray that we might have a listening ear, as Samuel was taught to have a listening ear that we might be ready to hear your voice speaking to us and that we might be quick to respond. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Joe asked me to speak on this particular passage of Scripture last Monday. And on Tuesday of this week, as I was going through the programme of reading through the New Testament in a year, which I do myself, um, I came across the well-known parable in Matthew chapter 7 of the wise and foolish builders. You'll all know that parable, I'm sure. Your children and grandchildren probably know it as well. And we sing choruses to them about it. But that parable begins with the words of the Lord Jesus. He says, Everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Those words spoke to me because I was thinking about this morning's message. The importance not just of hearing what God has to say to us, but responding to it. It's not just a mechanical thing, hearing God speak. 
It's also a matter of paying attention and putting it into practice. This should be the desire of our hearts. In the passage we read this morning, we heard of young Samuel. Again, a well-known passage. As Samuel begins to hear what God has to say to him. But I don't know whether you noticed how that passage begins. In chapter 3 and verse 1, we read, In those days the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. God hadn't been speaking to people in those days. If you know the history of what had been happening in the lives of the children of Israel, the history before this period is told in the book of Judges. And the book of Judges ends with a sad refrain saying that everyone did what was right in their own eyes. It was an anarchic period in Israel's history. Everyone was doing what they thought was good. Perhaps we think that today is very much like those days. Everyone doing what was right in their own eyes. God had not entirely forgotten his people. And they hadn't entirely forgotten him. There were godly people in those days. Samuel's parents were godly people. And you know, of course, the wonderful book of Ruth from those days of the judges. Godly Naomi, godly Ruth and Boaz. But God had, as it were, turned his back on his people for a while, left them to their own devices and was not speaking to them. But then in the days of Samuel, God begins to do a new work amongst his people. And he starts to speak to Samuel. And Eli has enough sense, at least on the third occasion, to recognise that God is speaking to this young boy and that God has something to say to him and tells him to be ready to listen to what God has to say. And so Samuel responds as God speaks to him, speak for your servant is listening. And this needs to be the attitude of our hearts as well. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice and follow me. It's one of the characteristics of God's people that they hear his voice. They hear particularly the call, the voice of the Lord Jesus and they respond. They follow him. And this is to be our delight to hear him and follow him. In developing this theme a bit this morning of listening to God's voice and responding to it, I want to take you somewhere else in the Bible, just in case you haven't had enough references so far. I want to take you to the beginning of the letter to the Hebrews. The letter to the Hebrews begins with these words. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, 
he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. We have a wonderful God. He is the living God. And one of the ways in which he shows himself to be the living God is that he is a God who speaks and reveals himself and makes himself known. And God has spoken at various times and in many ways to make himself known. He has revealed himself through all the pages of Scripture. He spoke to Abraham. He spoke to Moses. He spoke to Joshua. He spoke to Samuel. He spoke to David and he spoke to the prophets. But, says the writer of the letter to the Hebrews, God has spoken to us finally, lastly, fully in the Lord Jesus Christ. It is in the Lord Jesus Christ that God fully reveals his heart a mind and purpose. It is not that when Jesus comes, all that God has said beforehand is rubbed out, but rather that all that God has said through all the pages of Scripture finds its focus and its fullness in the Lord Jesus Christ. God has revealed to us in him the glories of his grace and his love for us. If God had not revealed these things to us, if God had not spoken, we would be in ignorance of him. We might try to make up our minds as to what God is like, but it would be an exercise of our own invention, and we would end up with an idol. But God has spoken to us. He has showed us what he is like. When the apostles, Peter, James and John, were with the Lord Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration, there beside the glorified Lord Jesus was Elijah and Moses, representatives. Moses of the law, Elijah of the prophets. And the voice came from heaven, This is my beloved Son, Listen to him. Listen to him. Because all that I have said is summed up in him. And so we are called to listen to the voice of the Lord Jesus as he speaks to us and to follow him. How do we hear the voice of the Lord Jesus? How do we hear his voice that we might respond to him? Well, I've got a few points as to how we can hear the voice of the living God, particularly hear the voice of the Lord Jesus and follow him. And the first is this, we hear him speak to us through all the pages of scripture. This book, this book is God's word and he has spoken to us through it. And we hear him speak in every page of scripture because the spirit who caused these things to be written is the spirit who is with us as his people and who makes this word live to us. You will know 
that I um, encouraged, uh, I spoke to Joe about a thing that was on my heart. I wanted to encourage people to read through the New Testament in a year. And so I've been producing notes on the New Testament throughout the year and encouraging you, if you can, to read it. It's not compulsory. You don't get a medal at the end. You don't get a black mark if you fail to do it. But I wanted people to do that because it's such a treasure to read God's word and to understand what he's saying to us. I found it a delight to me and I wanted to share it with you, to encourage you to do that. All scripture, says Paul, is God-breathed, useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So I wanted you to join me in reading God's word and in profiting from it. But secondly, we need to read it mindfully. We need to pay attention to what we're reading, to understand what we're reading. And that was part of the reason I added some notes to help you, to encourage you to understand it and how it relates to us. Above all, we need to see that all of Scripture has its focus in the Lord Jesus. And when we come to Scripture, want to see more of him, more of his glory, more of what he calls us to be, so that we're ready to follow him. We need to be eager to hear. We need, thirdly, to be prayerful. We need to be prayerful. As I say, it's not a mechanical exercise to read God's word. We need to be prayerful because we need that God, by his Holy Spirit, Make that word live to us. Speak it into our hearts. Make us aware of what he is saying to us. And we need to be open like Samuel, saying to God, Speak, Lord, for I'm listening to you. I'm ready to hear what you have to say. And fourthly, we need to be honest. Honest with ourselves before God. We've been reminded this morning in this service that we can't hide anything from God. He sees us. He sees into us. But we can still sometimes not be honest with God. We need to be honest about where we are in following the Lord Jesus, what our problems are, what our needs are. We need to be honest about our weakness and our need for his help that we might hear what he has to say into the deep parts of our lives which nobody else knows about. We're not willing to open them to anybody else, perhaps. But we need to open them to God, that he can speak into our lives, that word of life, light into our darkness, that we might hear his call to follow him, And fifthly, we need to be patient. If we're to hear God, we need to be patient. When I said to somebody that this was a passage I was going to preach on this Sunday, they said to me, oh, I've just listened to a wonderful online message on this passage. 
and they gave me uh, the details of how I could look it up. And so I did. I downloaded it, and I was driving to a meeting on Thursday morning, and I listened to it while I drove. And it began with a Latin chant, which seemed to go on and on and on. And because I was on my own in the car, I said, Oh, do get on with it. And God rebuked me. He rebuked me. I felt his rebuke because I was being impatient. And I have got rather impatient in my old age. I may hide it sometimes, but my wife will tell you I get impatient, particularly with myself. But if we're to hear the voice of God speaking to us, we need to be patient. We need to slow down. We need to be still and know that God is with us. We need to hush our busyness and to be ready to hear the still, small voice of God prompting us. The life of discipleship cannot be hurried It's like a tree growing. Sometimes it may not seem to make much progress, but slowly, nurtured, it grows to be strong and beautiful. And our lives, if they are to glorify Christ, must not be hurried. We need to be ready to listen in the silence, in the harsh, to what God has to say to us. And lastly, I'm sure there's lots more things that should be said and could be said, but the last thing I wanted to bring to you is this. We need to listen to the voice of God corporately, together. We need to be learning to live the life as a company of God's people, as a fellowship of God's people. We need to listen to how God is speaking to us through one another, as others encourage us, or maybe at times rebuke us and draw us up short. We need to be ready to listen to each other because none of us has a monopoly on the Holy Spirit. You see, I'm not standing up here this morning. I'm standing on a stage. I much preferred it when I was standing down there, actually, but that's by by the by. I'm not standing up here as someone special saying, I'm wonderfully spiritual, and I'm going to tell all of you how you should be living your life. It's not like that at all. I am just like you. We're all made of the same stuff. And we need to encourage one another. We need to listen to one another as God speaks to us through each other in all the various circumstances of our lives, ready to take on board what he's saying to us, whether it's encouragement or rebuke. Can I encourage you particularly to encourage one another? to speak into one another's lives, words that will encourage and cause people to grow in knowledge of Christ and in strength 
in following him. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. Our prayer must then be, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening.